You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I recommend that you listen to the message of the first service, okay? Those of you that um, have uh, access to the app, make sure you listen to those messages, okay? That message, it will help you because God is preparing you for something. Amen. And I know that his hand is upon you for a reason. Yes. Your family can never be the same Amen. after you listen to that message yes. and apply those principles. Mm. All right. And we're going to build up on that. Why don't you stretch your hands to me and pray. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank you again as we go into your word. I thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. Let your word come with power. Lord God, let it be precise. Let it be accurate. Piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. A discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Lord God, even penetrating to the joints and the marrow. Let every part, every fiber of our being be affected and impacted by your word. Let destinies be altered. Oh, Father God, by your word, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, progressing in your kingship, part two. All right? The first part we, we established was that you have been anointed as a king and as a priest in God's kingdom. And I debunk the theology that says that some are called to be kings and some are called to be priests. That is hogwash. It's not biblical. It's not sound teaching. Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah. Biblical and sound theology is that you are called to be kings and priests. Yeah. So you have a kingly anointing upon your life yeah. and you have a priestly anointing upon your life. Yeah. You are called to be a king yeah. and you are called to be a priest. Yeah. But you need to understand how to function as a king in, with your uh, kingly anointing mm. and also as a priest with your priestly anointing. Mm. All right. So this mo- uh, first service, we saw that the priest, the first anointing has to do with your household. Right. So the, priest, the, 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 the first kingly anointing has to do with your household. And we looked at the life of David where he was anointed among his brethren. Okay? So with that anointing, you are able to deal with household demons. You are able to deal with household strongholds. Family strongholds. You are anointed to deal with that. So without that anointing, you cannot. You cannot deal with the powers that are ruling your household. Because Jesus said a man's enemies are in his household. Mm. So there are forces. Satan has planted his own ruling powers in every household. So and it takes your kingly anointing, you know, to to, uh, dethrone them. And to overpower them and overrule them. And usher in the kingdom of God into your family. Are you following me? Yes. And so many Christians don't know what it is like to go and face head on with household spirits. And to deal with them. 
to dethrone them, overpower them, overrule them, and compel them to sub, sub, submit. So it takes the kingly anointing to do that. And uh, that was the first anointing that David received. Okay? And if, if you will notice in the life of David, he received the kingly anointing. And it took some time, some years, possibly about 13 years. Are you following me? Be before the next anointing. So, what, what does that mean? That means that the first anointing is what you carry for a long time. And sometimes dealing with household spirits takes a longer time. So you have to contend for the destiny of your family. Amen. Are you getting me? Amen. Everyone here must prevail in this area. Amen. Because the anointing is upon you. Yes. And stop crying when the enemy visits. Show him the door. Yes. Okay? Show him what? The door. the door and tell him you don't belong here yeah. I rule here mm -hmm. and I determine who comes in yes. and who goes out mm -hmm. I determine what comes in and what goes out Amen. you need to begin to establish your rulership mm. in your home Amen. okay Amen. so the next anointing you need to progress from home Let's look at 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 2. It's interesting. Satan has been around for so long. And he has taken his time to establish a structure of authority. A structure of rulership. A structure of servitude. Do you understand? A structure of slavery. A structure of oppression over the whole earth. And so he wants to establish in your family. But then the next place we're going to look at. Let's read chapter 2 of Second Samuel. <coughs> Second Samuel chapter 2 from verse 1. He says, it happened after this that David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up? To any of the cities of Judah. And the Lord said to him. Go up. David said. Where shall I go up? And he said to Hebron. So David went up there. And his two wives also. Right? His two wives went with him. Remember David has been chased up and down by Saul. Saul has been pursuing this guy. Why? Because he sees this guy is a threat to the throne. Even though Saul did not know, was not aware of the anointing. He was not aware of the ceremony that took place in the house of Jesse. Huh? Where Samuel anointed David king. But Saul could see that this boy has something that I don't have. 
This boy is the next king. This boy is a threat to my throne. And that's how the enemy sees you. The moment you get anointed, he knows that you are coming for the throne. All right? And so he doesn't like that. He doesn't want that. So what does he do? He begins to attack. He begins to fight. Saul is a type of the stronghold that the enemy plants. All right? Although, yes, we know Saul was anointed by God. You say, oh, pastor, please, what kind of typology is that? Yes, he was anointed by God. But now, God disowned him. So somebody else steps in. Are you getting me? Yeah. And starts ruling through Saul. And who is that? Satan. He starts ruling through Saul and starts persecuting David for killing Goliath. And David is running for his life all over the place. Hmm? For years. How do you think David felt knowing fully well that he was anointed king? So some of you, you know you are anointed, but then you are looking at your life and you are saying, what, where is it? Huh? Where is this anointing pastor told me about? Why is my life like this? If I'm really king, what is going on in my life? Why do I have to keep running? Why do I have to keep hiding? Why do I to fight just to survive. Am I communicating this morning? Hmm? What's all this fight about? It's a fight for your progression. Satan doesn't want you to progress. He doesn't want you to take the next step. He doesn't want you to take more. Because now, among your brethren... You have been made king. And not only that, David was also persecuted by his brethren. Not just so. You remember his brother when he went to war? Anyway, yeah, let's progress. I don't want to dwell too much on that. Um, okay, verse 3 David brought up the men who were with him, every man with his household. So they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. Then the men of Judah came, and there they did what? Anointed, Anointed David king over the house, the house of Judah. Judah. And they told David, saying, The men of Jabesh Gilead were the ones who buried Saul. Let me stop there. So, the men of Judah, the household of Judah, came to David and they anointed him. Question, I thought David was already anointed by, Saul, by Samuel. Why another anointing? Why does he need another anointing? Yes, when Samuel anointed him, Samuel anointed him as king over the nation. But in God's scheme of things, there is a progression. Are you following me? Yes. There is a progression. Now, the 
Saul didn't go through that progression. So, God is now trying to show us his own pattern. Because Saul was the pattern of men. Do you understand? You, you engineer your way. Come on. You, you, you just lobby and push and push and push. Until you take the throne. That's man's way. That's the world's way. But in God's scheme of things, God doesn't do things like that. So you can push your way and sit on the throne. It doesn't mean. In God's scheme of things, it's insignificant. Okay? So God now starts. He wants to give us a template. So he sends Samuel to the house of Jesse. Samuel now picks David, anoints him, okay? Anoints him, we know the story. But then, now, about, say about 13 years later, hmm? he's been going around with this anointing, but going into caves, huh? wilderness, hiding in the wilderness, going into the desert, going into the bush, huh? with the anointing. What is God doing? God is trying to tell us something. The, when it comes to the matters of the kingdom, you better pay close attention to what I'm saying. Because this is God's template. Okay? So, now, I'm approximating about 13 years have elapsed. David is now confident. He has established himself in the first anointing. Okay? He's confident in this anointing. He has been operating in it for over a decade. Do you understand? He's been operating in this anointing. He's secure in this anointing. And he has developed the character that is compatible with the anointing. So a lot of times what happens is that people have the anointing but they don't have the character that is compatible with the anointing. I'm telling you. And that's why many people get destroyed. You can put them right up there. They're on TV, they're on TBN, they're on every channel and all of that and then boof, they're down. Why? They got the anointing without the compatible character. So it takes a character to deal with the strongholds that go with that anointing. Are you getting my point? So he's now been fully tested, processed, and established. For this first anointing, David, you're now mature. You're now a man. Hallelujah. Amen. So now the second anointing, the Bible tells us the men of Judah came and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. Over the house of Judah. Underline that. That's very significant. So the first anointing was over the household. Now the second anointing is over the tribe. 
So you, in your kingship, you start from home. You deal with the household strongholds. All those spirits that are contending with your brothers, with your sisters, with your parents, with your grandparents, and are insisting and saying, no, you cannot go beyond this. You break that. You defeat that. Are you following me? You crush that. You catch that demon and break his backbone. Do you understand what I'm saying? You cut off his head. And say no more will you rule over my family. Okay, after you've done that, God says now you've matured. Now you need to take on the stronghold of your tribe. Are you getting me? So for every tribe has strongholds. Every tribe has strongholds. There are strongholds that Satan has established in every tribe. So in your tribe, eh, I don't know, I don't know. It is whatever tribe you are, whether it's a Zulu tribe, then you need to deal with some Zulu strongholds. Are you getting my point? You need to deal with them as a king in God's kingdom. You have the anointing. You have the divine endorsement. Are you following me? You have heaven is backing you to deal with that. So you are progressing. So you need to start thinking, okay, okay, where am I from? Hey, make no mistake. Those, those strongholds that Satan has established over centuries. Huh? Haven't you noticed that a lot of times people make certain comments. They say, Huh? Those are women. This is what happens to them. Where did that come from? I'm telling you, Satan is at work. And we don't live by such information. Are you getting my point? As a king, it's time for you to now establish yourself. And stand up and say, okay, fine. This is what Satan is saying. That's what I want to go against. That's the giant I want to take on. Hallelujah. As a king, God wants you to break that power, Amen. to break that identity yes. Yes. that is defined by Satan. Hmm? And they will say to you, oh, man, you don't know? White people, this is it. Or Indians, this is it. Hey, that's a tribal stronghold. As a king, you need to face that. Amen. Especially if you are from that tribe. You stand and you deal with that. Are you getting my point? Yeah. This is, I'm telling you, revelation I received from the Lord. Yes. You won't find this in any book. You deal with that. You take authority. You say in the name of Jesus. You this tribal demon. I come against you. As a king in God's kingdom. You are not going to rule my life. My reality is different. You break that. 
Hallelujah. There are some tribes that say, you, these people can never be faithful. It's a lie. You must break it. Hallelujah. So David was anointed the second time God wanted to deal with the tribe. So even the tribe, it got to a point that they now recognize that David is king. Now, this has nothing to do with the natural. So don't think that because you've done this now, you become the new Zulu king. <laughs> you are missing the point. Yeah. But we are talking about the spirits. Do you understand? We're talking about the spirits that dominate. The spirits that are saying, no, this, anybody that is born here, that is born out of this lineage, this is the reality you're going to live by. And we are saying, no. We're going to live by the kingdom of God. By the reality of God's kingdom. That is what is going to rule. So you break that over your life. David broke that over his life. So you are going to become a king in your tribe. Are you ready to do that? There are some people, they don't even want to associate with their tribe because of certain stigmas. Don't worry about that. If you will establish, if you will grow in your kingship to this point we're talking about, doesn't matter. People will look at you, they'll say, oh, this one is different. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. This one is different. So you defy that. You break that. That stronghold that the enemy has used. That spirit that this enemy has put over that tribe is not going to rule over your life. You have to decide it. It's not going to rule over my life. I only have one ruler, and that's Jesus Christ. There's no other ruler that is going to rule over my life. I'm only going to bow to Jesus. I will not bow to certain traditions that are part of the system of bondage that Satan has tactically put in place. And you think... That by submitting to that, you are being your real self. Hello. You better open your eyes. And watch carefully. Amen? Amen. Are you ready to progress? To deal with every spirit. Whether it is an ideology. That is satanic. That is of demonic origin. That is designed to contain you. And to restrict your destiny. It's going to be broken today. Amen. 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 Some people are looking at me as if they are afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah. That's what Jesus died for. He died to make you a king. And the priest. And you need to stand, learn to stand in your kingly office and begin to function as a king and bring.
break every bondage that comes with your tribe. Oh, do you want to accommodate? Are you too comfortable in the bondage of your tribe? You, you, you know, it's not disturbing you. It's just, you know, you have become like brothers. You have become related to that bondage. Huh? Those chains, they, they, they are not hurting you. They are just there, just stopping you from moving. Huh? There is no blood. There is nothing. You just... You need to break it. Break it. That's why in Christ Jesus, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't look at tribes in Christ. You don't look at people and say, hey, you have to be careful. Hey, these Nigerians. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that. I've broken it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have broken it. I broke it so much that I have to even convince some people. Yeah. That's where I come from. Yeah. They argue with me. Mm-hmm. I broke it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yes. But why am I saying this? Because I want you to not to be blind to what Satan has put in place. Are you following me? Yes. Yeah. So those of you that are going to get married, you are still single, and they, you go and start doing some things that now put you into further bondage. You better be careful. Obviously, there are traditional things that are okay. All right? They are not bad. But there are some that are terrible. So the moment you start obeying those things, Romans chapter 6 verse 6 kicks in. It kicks in. Huh? What does Romans chapter 6 verse 6 say? Come on, let's read it. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body... Uh Uh-huh. Then 16. 6 verse 16. Let's read verse 16. Come on. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey? Come on. So now, if the tradition was introduced by Satan... And you obey it. Who is your master? That's the principle. Hello? So some tribe, some tribal practices are from hell. Hello? Open your ears and hear me very well. You can hate me after this, but hear me. There are some tribal practices that are from hell and the moment you obey them, you lose your kingship. 
You lose your kingship the moment you bow to them. Are you getting my point? So you need to open your ears and say, Holy Spirit, show me the things. Start showing me now. This is a good prayer to pray. Lord, show me the things. What are the things? When they tell you you have to do this, investigate the origin. Ask them, how did it begin? Ask them, what is the purpose for this? Am I talking to Africans? Okay. Yeah. So ask, ask, why do we have to do this? I, I, I used to ask a lot of questions from my childhood. So there's nothing you just tell me to do, I just do it. I need to know why. Why? Why do we have to do this? Huh? Why, why do I have to pour this drink? What, what's the significance of pouring this drink? And saying this, who, why should I say that? What is it going to accomplish? You ask. Otherwise, you are going to be a, a, a slave to whom you obey. If you obey that spirit, you cannot rule over it. It's a spiritual principle. It's a kingdom principle. If you obey that spirit, you can't come and say, I bind you. He said, oh. <laughs> That's it. Huh? He said, You're already my slave. And I'm going to discipline you for behaving like that. And then they come and harass you. And you are praying, but, you, but they will tell God. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. They will quote it to God. I'm telling you. So if you are going to grow in your kingship, you better take what I'm saying serious. Be smart. Don't mortgage your future. Don't mortgage the future of your children. I'm telling you, it's the same principle that Satan used for Adam to get the crown from Adam. Adam was planted on the earth, you know, as, as, as the Lord of the earth, as the king over the earth, as the God of the earth. But what did he do? Just eat it. This is a fruit. God is hiding something in that fruit. The moment you eat that fruit, oh my goodness, your eyes will open. What did they do? They obeyed. After they obeyed, they became slaves. This scripture kicked in. Just eating a fruit. The, the fruit was not the problem. It's the obedience. Do you understand? So sometimes it's not the practice, it's, it's not what you are doing, but it is who is instructing. Are you getting my point? Who is instruct whose instruction is this? If you can identify the source of the instruction, then you know who you are going to serve after you obey. 
This is serious. And I can see you are so quiet. If you have obeyed, you better disobey them. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you. This is divine revelation that I'm giving to you. It's a very simple principle. Very clear. I mean, isn't it clear? It's not complicated, right? But if it's not revealed to you, you won't know. So you're trying to be a good boy, you know. You're going to try to please everybody. They say, do this, okay. Do this, okay. And you don't even know who is talking. You think it's your parents or your grandparents or, you know, of, or, or your tribal chief that is talking. But there is a spirit. Just like Eve ate, but it was not the serpent. Are you getting my point? It was not the serpent. It was the serpent talking, but it was not the serpent's instruction. You see how they bring a whole tribe under bondage. Yeah. So people just, they just do things. They don't know. They don't understand. They can't see. May God open our eyes. God open our eyes. So whenever they say, do this, ask yourself, who is speaking? Whose instruction is this? And if you can identify whose instruction it is, then you can make a decision. Whether you want to be a slave to that or not. You're going to be a king this is part of it. <laughs> These are the ways of the kingdom. Yes. These are matters that pertain to the kingdom. Mm. Amen? Amen. So David was now anointed king over his tribe. So you need to come to a point where you become king over your tribal spirits. Amen. Are you getting me? Amen. You become king over your tribal demons. Yes. You become king over your tribal tradition. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to establish that. I'm telling you, you want to be strong in this matter. Because if you are not strong, they will break you. They will break you into submission. And that you become a slave. Wherever on earth you go to, you are still a slave. A slave in Nigeria is a slave in America. A slave in South Africa is a slave in Japan. It's just change of location. Status is the same. Are you getting my point? So some people move from one country to the other, from one location to the other, thinking that by so doing, they will change. Not necessarily. We need to deal with this mindset. Those are strongholds. Those are imaginations that Satan has constructed around your tribe to keep you where he wants you.
But we got to break it. There is no portion you will drink to break this thing we are talking about. You can drink a carton of oil. Anointing oil. Huh? It doesn't change it. Yeah. A box, a whole box full of them. You bring it, take it to whoever to pray over the oil and you keep drinking it, drinking it. If you don't deal with this thing we are talking about, you are just a glorified slave. Hallelujah. So, once that is done, the next thing, let's look at the next anointing. Come on. Chapter 5, same scripture, 2 Samuel, chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. Am I communicating this morning? So, (laughs) oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. From verse 1, it says, Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron. Notice that. He says, all the what? All the tribes of Israel came to David. David. Huh? And spoke, saying, Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. Notice, it's all the tribes now came. To anoint this guy. Huh? Verse 3. He says, Therefore all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron. So, at first it was David. Now the king. That's how they will recognize you. If you will progress and you will allow God to take you through the process, you will get to a point that it will be a national matter. Are you, God, are you following? Yes. Yeah. Then, then what happens? It says they came to the king at Hebron. And King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel. Israel. So he has, he has established himself. The tribe of Judah was already under his authority. You know, all the tribal demons. All the tribal <laughs> spirits that have been ruling over the tribe, they are under him. Which is what you are supposed to grow into. Do you understand? All the spirits that are under your tribe that have been ruling and controlling and dominating and introducing all kinds of things, now they are under you. Then the next phase God ushers you into is all the tribes all the tribes of Israel now come and they recognize David they anoint him the elders I'm telling you this is for real it's going to happen to you Amen. it's going to happen to you 
where you begin to gain national prominence and people begin to recognize you. People begin to send for you. People begin to promote you. People begin to, to recognize God's hand upon your life. It's going to come. I'm telling you. Just follow what I'm telling you. Because this is the pattern God established. Through the life of David. And that's how. From the time he was anointed king over his tribe. To the time he was anointed king over Israel. It took seven years. Say so there is a process. God will always take you through a process. Many people have missed God because they jump out. They jump ahead of God. They don't go through the process. And so because of that, they never see limelight. It's not because they are not skilled. It's not because they are not able. It's not because they are not, they are not strong. They have not been tested. They have not been proven. Why would David go through all of this? After being anointed. Even when he had opportunity to kill Saul. He didn't kill him. Why did he not kill him? He could have just you know, created a shortcut there. If I kill this guy. I mean everybody already knows me. I took out Goliath. But David understood something. That many people today don't understand. Having an anointing does not mean it's time for coronation. Are you getting my point? So you can be anointed king, but it's not time for coronation. Where the crown will be put on your head. <laughs> All right. So it took, it took about 20 years before David got to this point. From the day Samuel walked into their house and poured the oil on him. Many people want to go global. Are you ready to deal with global demons? I'm telling you. Are you ready? Have you been processed? You haven't overcome household demons? You haven't overcome village demons? Huh? Tribal demons, you have not overcome them. Now you want to go global. That's a recipe for disaster. I can, I can predict that it will be a disastrous end. You are quiet. Ah, you guys. Hallelujah. But if I don't tell you this, I'll be lying to you. I'll be deceiving you. This is the truth. Hallelujah. So you go through all of this. David had developed the, the capacity, the character, huh? the integrity. He has been tested and tried. His motives were purified. His motive has been purified. He has gone through everything. 
God gave him his enemy in his hands. Okay, finish him, finish him. He says, no, I'm not going to touch God's anointing. Hmm? What was going on there? God was processing him. He was learning each step of the way. And now, look at the whole nation. It didn't, this didn't need a fight. Do you understand? The physical fights were finished. Now, there were internal fights. So there are some fights you need to win inside you. Are you getting my point? You need to win some fights inside you. You know, there are certain things. They come from your household. They are warring inside you. You need to fight and defeat them. Okay? So some things are coming from your tribe. And they are fighting inside you. You better defeat them. And once you defeat them, you are ready to take on national powers. Your kingship will be established on a national level. Are you ready for that? It's time to commit to going through God's process. Commit. Lord, all the anointings that I need to take on all the giants I need to take on. Both the visible and the invisible ones. Okay? David started by dealing with visible giants. Then later on he progressed to dealing with invisible giants. In his heart. He was able to deal with them. And now he's ready to lead the nation. Why? He will not exercise authority carelessly. He, uh, king, because you see, kings rule by decree. Kings, the way the word of the king is, there is power. When a king says something, it's, it, is, it becomes like, thus says the Lord. So if he has not gone through that process, and now he's coronated, then he looks at somebody, I don't like you. Come here. Punish him. For what? You just don't like him. And you are a king. So they say power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So now you see why we have a problem in Africa. When people have position and they've not been processed. What happens? They corrupt it. They abuse it. Then they now use it to abuse people. They now use it to oppress people. And God will not have a repeat of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God will not have a repeat in the kingdom of God. They, that is not going to happen. Amen. Before that will happen, God will take them out. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So the, the anointing you're, you're carrying, I want you to know that it is a, a very important anointing that caused Jesus' life and his blood. Let it continue to grow. Let it continue to progress every stage until you are ready to start ruling among nations. You see, David was king over Israel. But later on, as you read on, you see that his influence 
was beyond Israel. By the time Solomon came, other nations. It's a kingdom pattern. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Kingdom progression. I want to progress in my kingship. I don't know about you. I want to progress. I want to grow. I want to develop. I want to get to a point where I'm able to deal with both visible and invisible giants. Visible and invisible enemies. I believe that God is processing us and preparing us. We're going to take this city, but we're not ready. Some of these things are vital. They are necessary in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Come on, why don't you surrender to his process? Ask the Lord, Lord, help me. Take me through. Prepare me. Prepare me. Do you need to deal with household demons? Do you need to deal with tribal demons? Do you need to deal with national demons? Because the enemy has positioned them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your kingly anointing <laughs> that is taking me through your process. Thank you for the progression of my kingship. I surrender to it. I yield myself to it. Yes. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let him have his way. Be established among your brethren. Be established in your tribe. Be established in the nation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I give you glory. I give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I receive your word right now. By faith, I stand on the authority of your word. And I declare, and I declare my, kingship my kingship shall be established. Shall be established. I, will I will go through the process that you have ordained for me. Whatever I need to go through, to go through before, my before my coronation, I commit myself, I commit myself to, going to going through, to fighting, to fighting the battles you want me to fight. I will not run away from the battle anymore in the name of Jesus 
I will fight household battles. I will fight tribal battles. And I will fight national battles by your anointing upon my life. In the name of Jesus, I yield myself to the anointing. I yield myself to your kingly powers. Let them manifest in my life. Starting from now, in the name of Jesus, I will break every stronghold. I will break every barrier. I will break every limitation that has been placed around my life by your anointing in the name of Jesus. Every limitation around my family is being broken. I command them to break in the name of Jesus. Every limitation, every tribal limitation, I command to break over my life in the name of Jesus. Every national limitation, I command to be broken right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that I'll be ushered into my kingly destiny in the name of Jesus. I will take nations for you. I will take tribes for you. I will take households for you. In the name of Jesus. By your anointing upon my life. Thank you, Father. Let it increase. Let it get more powerful. Let it get more forceful. In my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.